Welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get the important things done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. This episode is the first in a three-part series all about automation. Usually, when we think about automation, we think of technology, but there are other types of automation as well, and that's what this episode is all about. We discuss five ways you can automate your lives to save time and make life more convenient. We'll talk about automating your finances, your daily essentials, and one of the strategies that has saved me over 500 hours a year. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 241. And now, on with the show. Hey, Books. Welcome back to the Productivity Show. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you? It's good to be back here with you for another podcast episode. And today we're going to be talking about automation, one of the geekier topics that we have on the podcast. And this is actually going to be part of a three-part series where we talk about automation. Now, before we kick it off, we always like to start off with our top three productivity resources. And I know you prepare some stuff today. So in 90 seconds or less, what do you got for us? All right. So this is three resources that I've been loving lately. The first is Linnea. I think I'm pronouncing that right. L-I-N-E-A, which is a drawing app. I use it on my iPad Pro. I have an older iPad Pro, but it works great with the Apple Pencil. And I am absolutely not a drawer. I cannot draw worth anything. However, it's really great for me to sketch things out if I'm trying to explain a concept or mock something up. I'll quickly sketch it. And it has this great feature called zip shapes where one of my secret chains is I cannot draw a circle, for example. But if you draw a shape and you hold the Apple Pencil down, it'll automatically turn it into a really nice looking shape. So that's a great feature for me. Number two, Ulysses, which is a writing app. And almost anything that I write starts in Ulysses. It's a really nice writing environment. It syncs between Mac devices, iOS devices, everything syncs perfectly and it has great markdown support and it really makes it easy to send it to HTML or whatever format you want. That's number two. And number three is TripIt. And TripIt is a web service slash app that lets you collect all your travel details. It makes it really easy. You just forward itineraries and stuff into it. It does its magic organize it at all. And if you have TripIt Pro, it'll warn you about things like delays and uh, just a bunch of other features. So anytime I'm doing a trip, I use TripIt and it works really well for me. Those are my three resources. Awesome. We'll have links to everything in the show notes. So don't worry, you won't be missing out on anything here today. So let's talk about life automation. And we're going to be discussing five different strategies for automating your life. And the reason we want to talk about this today is if you're familiar with Asian efficiency, you know we are known for the T framework. It stands for time, energy, and attention. And in episode 218, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash 218. You can listen to that episode and hear more about how the T framework works. But what we've realized is that every productive person has their time figured out, their energy, and their attention. And when it comes to automation, it really affects the time component of the T framework. When you can automate your life, your finances, your home, and everything else around you, you can save a lot of time, but also maximize the convenience of your life. So that is what really this episode is all about. And Brooks, I know 
when people think about automation, they usually think about technology, but that's kind of a false statement because I've realized that automation can happen a lot of different ways. Would you mind kind of explaining what we mean with automation? Yeah, a lot of times when people, like you say, a lot of times when people think about automation, they think about all these different apps and all these different smart home tools and all that sort of stuff. But really automation is about taking, it doesn't have to be high tech. It's about taking things that you do regularly and find some way to make it, to not have to do it regularly yourself or to make it faster or easier. So like Tan says, this is going to be a three-part series. We will talk about some tech tools eventually, but for now, what we really wanted to do was talk about ways you can automate your life that might have absolutely nothing to do with technology at all. So let's start with the first one, and that is getting your essentials delivered automatically. So what do we mean with essentials? We all need toothpaste, right? We all need toilet paper. We all need all these different things in our life that we get delivered on a regular basis. Or at least that's what we want you to do is to get them delivered. I know some of you guys love to go to the grocery store and get your stuff. And some of you guys love to go to CVS and touch your things and and grab them on your way home. But I'm going to make the case that it's actually going to be a huge time saver for you to not do that and actually have it automated. So, for example, I'm a big fan of the Amazon subscription program where you can order stuff and then have it subscribed to your account where you can have it delivered on a frequent basis. So for example, I'll have my protein powder delivered every five weeks or so. Same thing for other things that I have that are ordered frequently, whether it's like a hair product, whether it's toothpaste, whether it's stuff that I use for travel, protein powder, as I mentioned, I have certain protein chips that I now have subscribed to where I get those delivered every two weeks because I love eating them and I can't get them fast enough and I don't want to worry about when they come. So there's a lot of things that you can do to automate some of the things that you need on a regular basis. So so think about your daily essentials or weekly essentials. What are some of the things that you need on a regular basis and how can you automate some of that? Yeah, I have my coffee automated. So there's a certain type of beans that I like. So I used to always go to the store and get it. And then I realized if I'm buying the same thing all the time and I basically need it all the time, as we've discussed in other podcast episodes, stuff like that is a perfect candidate for having an automatic subscription. A lot of people, though, there's kind of a, a mental block around doing this. We, we think to ourselves, oh, you know, it, does, it only takes a couple minutes to go to the store Or like you said, I like going to the grocery store. Like for me, I live literally right beside a grocery store. It's a it's a two minute walk. And I was telling Tan earlier that I always have in my mind, if there's something that I need, I always have in my mind, oh, it's just five minutes to go get it. So it doesn't make sense to automate it. But then somehow, even though in my mind, it's five minutes, once you add up all the stuff around it, it somehow always ends up taking me 25 30 minutes just just to do it. So these things always take a lot longer than you think they will. What are some other kind of mental blocks that people have and how can they get past them for having these kind of essentials delivered? There's a lot of things that you might tell yourself or create a story around why you want to go to the store. You might say to yourself, oh, you know, I work from home, so it's a nice way to leave my place and kind of get some fresh air. And I think there's some valid truth to that. But the way I look at that, it would be to say, hey, if I value my time and instead of going to the store 
and trying to pick out these different things, I could also save that time for other things that I really enjoy. And I can also exercise and read a book and do all these other things with the time that I would normally spend on going to, you know, the grocery store or CVS or pharmacy or wherever, right? So if I have to go to CVS and it takes me around 30 to 45 minutes, it's a nice walk and, and whatever, uh, I can spend that same amount of time reading a book outside as well. And it's going to be just as rejuvenating, if not more, because now I don't have to stand in line, deal with all this other stuff. And let's face it, sometimes reality is where you don't want to leave your place, but you kind of have to, where let's say it's raining outside or it's snowy or it's freezing cold right now where you live and you don't want to go. Well, I guess what? Imagine you had somebody else coming to your place and actually delivering it at almost no cost or very little cost. So I think that excuse is, I would say, look at your time and how you value it and how can you use that time you would normally do that particular thing, leaving your place to do something else that's a little bit more rejuvenating and inviting to something that you want to do, right? Another thing people will say is, oh, you know, I want to go to the grocery store because I can touch something. I can pick my favorite avocado and this is what it should look like. And I like my bananas a little bit green and I totally get it. You know, I love my bananas a certain way as well. So I totally get that. But guess what? If you have it delivered, you can also add instructions where you say, hey, I want my banana to be a certain way. Or if you're really savvy, you could say, hey, you know what? I'm going to add a picture. So I want to show the person who's picking my bananas to say, hey, here's a visual definition of success, as I like to call it. This is the type of banana that I want. And then they can do it for you as well. So there's a lot of things that you can do to save time this way. And it's kind of like delegation, right? If you're a business owner, you know that you cannot really grow your business unless you're delegating work. And if you're a solo entrepreneur or you have maybe one other person that's working for you, you know it's, it's just really tough when you have to do everything to grow your business at the same time. So delegation and being able to hand off work and letting go of control is one of the toughest things you can do, but it's also the quote unquote secret to growing your business as well. And it's the same thing for this. If you have a tough time letting go and letting somebody else pick your bananas and avocados, then it's kind of tough to save a lot of time at the same time, especially as we go throughout the rest of the episode, you're going to see, you're going to have to be able to let go of a lot of things. Uh, so we record these episodes live in front of our dojo members. And so they tend to always participate in the chat in the episode. So so thank you for your participation for those that are listening. Janira says she used to really like shopping. Uh, it was a chance to have me time, like you're saying, but now I don't want to spend my me time at the grocery store. And that is actually a good point, because if you really think about it, even if you really enjoy grocery shopping, you really enjoy that looking through and finding the perfect thing and walking the aisles and you enjoy that experience. The problem is, if you really think about it, a lot of times the enjoyable part is a very small part of the overall experience. You're getting out the door, you're traveling to the grocery store, you're finding parking maybe unless you take transit or walk, you're standing in line waiting to pay. So that tactile enjoyable part is such a small part of the overall experience there's probably better ways that you can find me time than standing in line at at the grocery store we also tend to underestimate how much time something takes as you mentioned brooks you live really close 
to a place where you can grab your stuff, but it always takes so much more time than you think it is, right? And if you combine it with the fact that the enjoyment part is relatively small, then you're really wasting your time for 80% of the activity. So what if you took that 100% of that activity and made it really enjoyable? So instead of spending 30 minutes going to the grocery store and then coming back, what if you spent 30 minutes reading a book or just literally walking outside and taking a little hike, right? If you want to get out of your home because of the fresh air and you like to kind of like walk outside, why wouldn't you do that for just 30 minutes straight? Right, that makes way more sense to me than walking for five minutes, <laughs> standing in line, dealing with all these different people, little kids walking around screaming and yelling, <laughs> fighting around you. You can do different things to maximize your time. So, I would highly challenge you to say, what are some of the things that I can do to automate some of the things that I need on a daily basis? And whether that's Amazon, whether that's another store that you frequent, I wouldn't mind. And would it be bad to just to ask if they have a delivery option? You would be surprised how many places will actually deliver stuff to you. Yep, for sure. And sometimes you could even do things like get those essentials delivered. So the coffee, like I talk about the maybe diapers or the protein powder, like you say. But if you really enjoy that tactile shopping experience, you know, get all those kind of essentials delivered. And then maybe on the weekend have part of your enjoyment and me time, go to like a farmer's market and get those, those nice produce that you like, pick it out there at a farmer's market, but then automate everything else. Then you're kind of getting the, the best of both worlds. And sometimes one of our dojo members, Joanne, she says she has CFS, so she's basically homebound. And so she's found these delivery services like Amazon, that sort of thing are a lifesaver and then co-ops as well because she can get her household supplies and groceries delivered. So she A, doesn't have to go out and B, finds it really challenging to go out. So she's not using her time and energy that would be difficult for her. She gets everything delivered so that she can spend her time on more important things for her. For those who don't know what CFS is, it's I believe it stands for chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. So if you're uh, somebody who has that as well, this is a great option as well. So something cool that I do is I have a housekeeper that comes here every week and she actually fills my supplement rack every single week. And what she does is she has access to my Alexa device and whatever she sees that one of my supplements is about to run out, she will then basically order it through the Echo device and then it will have it delivered within the next two days or so. And so I never deal with that stuff anymore. I have no idea when my supplements are about to run out. If she runs out, she just knows to tell the Echo device and it will be here any moment. And sometimes she will pick it up as well if she comes back at a later time or I will pick it up myself at some point. So I find all these little things that you can do to save time super valuable because now I'm creating all this time that I can now use for other things that I find more enjoyable or that I can use to focus on whatever I want to focus on, whether that's a work project, a hobby, or something that I like to do for fun. All right. So that's number one, getting essentials automatically delivered. So let's move on to way number two to automate your life. And that is something I call meal kit delivery services. So an example of this is something like a HelloFresh or a Blue Apron. 
something where they send you pre-measured ingredients with a predetermined menu and take you step by step through how to cook them. So you're still cooking, but it's a lot faster, it's a lot easier, and you don't have to figure things out. They kind of handle all that for you. So it's really good for people who maybe like to cook, but don't have the time or hate shopping and deciding what to do or don't know what to do. So I'm a perfect example of this. I've used HelloFresh, who HelloFresh has been a sponsor of the productivity show in the past. Uh, They're not sponsoring this episode or anything, but it's great for people like me who maybe are not the the best cooks, but as far as like figuring out what to cook, but I like the ability to to have everything kind of organized for you. So all you need to do is just grab the bag out of your fridge and open up the pre-measured ingredients and just get cooking. So it really focuses on the enjoyable, at least for me, the enjoyable part. It saves a lot of time and energy and there's also adds variety. There's there's always something new that they're they're giving you to cook. So for example, I just got a box this morning and I will be making a uh, creamy sun-dried tomato and spinach penne. Now, as I sit here, and, as I sit here and say that, I have no idea how to make a creamy sun-dried tomato and spinach penne, but by tonight I will know how. So yeah, these these services are are great for saving a lot of time. You don't have to go shopping for all this stuff. You don't have to buy extra extra ingredients that you don't need. It's all there for you. Carly from the dojo says, I like to cook, but I hate meal planning, same here, and or grocery shopping. So the decision-making quota I've saved since signing up for these services is indispensable. So it's a definite automation win, she says. This would not work for me because (laughs) one, I don't know how to cook. I can't cook to save my life. (laughs) And two, I do like the fact that it takes the decision-making away and also it adds a lot more variety to your life. So for example, one week you could be eating a delicious bison burger and you might never have had a bison burger. So that's one way to experiment with that because let's face it, most of us aren't that experimental. You know, when we go to the grocery store, we usually like to pick things that we kind of know taste good. And maybe once every two years or so, we will pick something a little different by by running out of options because maybe our favorite beef is now not available. So having essentially somebody else tell you to eat this particular meat or veggie or whatever, that's kind of nice. I kind of like that idea. So did you find that you liked a variety as well? Yeah, for sure. And what I was not sure about is also I'm making this for my kids as well. And I was not sure what they would think of it. And they've really liked it liked it too. So you can get them involved. It's very easy with these services are very easy with really clear instructions for people like me. So yeah, uh, the variety has been great and the instructions have been great. So yeah, I, I like these type of services. What is your take on the price of something like this? So what does it cost? How much money do you save or does it cost extra? How much time do you save? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, the one thing I will say, so these services will save you time and save you convenience. I wouldn't say that they necessarily save money. You can go and find deals on groceries 
for a lot of these things. And probably financial wise, it's cheaper to do it that way. So you're really, what you're doing with these, for example, my brother-in-law would never do something like this because he's the type of person that'll go to like five different stores to buy the things that are on sale in each of these different stores, which is a totally valid strategy, not saying it's not. But if you're somebody who puts more a premium on time than on saving whatever, 88 cents on on pasta or something like that, then these services can pay for themselves in that way if you put a value on your time. But they're definitely not a coupon clipping sort of strategy. You should tell your brother-in-law to listen to the productivity show, especially <laughs> episodes with me, because that does not make sense to me whatsoever. It kind of reminds me of the person that will drive to five different gas stations or drive miles away to save a few bucks. That doesn't make any sense. Come on, guys. Like... <laughs> This is all about time. Time is much more valuable than money, right? So if you're thinking about this option where a meal kit delivery service might apply to you, I think this really applies to people who put a premium on their time. They're willing to spend the money to save time and they don't want to necessarily do all the grocery shopping and figure out what to eat. They just want to say, hey, tell me what to eat. Tell me how to prepare it and I'll just do it. And if I like cooking, then that's great. You know, if cooking is kind of like a bare essential that I need, that's fine as well. But save me time when it comes to grocery shopping, figuring out what to eat and uh, add more variety to my life. So if that resonates with you, I think this is one of the best options for you. Another good strategy that I had never thought of, but DTJ in the Dojo Chat is sharing that what he does is he doesn't use these services, but what he'll do is he'll go to local restaurants and buy large portions of what he calls foundational components. Like something like, for example, he goes to a barbecue restaurant and buys like just a pound or two of pulled pork, which sounds very good, and then splits that up into portions and then uses that in cooking. So it's not like you have to cook it all yourself. You're still getting it cooked and ready to go. But that's a good way to do something kind of similar to getting prepackaged things from local restaurants, which I never would have thought of. Wait, aren't you vegetarian? Why, why do you like pulled pork? This doesn't make any sense. I am not vegetarian, but my wife and kids are, which is why whenever I come to Austin to visit you, it's the happiest week of my life. Because <laughs> what? We're eating barbecue and fish and all the other good stuff that you like to eat here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, let's talk about option number three, which is actually my favorite option to save time. This is the strategy that has saved me over 500 hours a year. And I know that sounds crazy, but... Once you hear me out, you'll see how big of a time saver this is. So previously, we just talked about the meal kit delivery service, right? So this is where you get ingredients sent to you and you still have to cook it. This is the strategy that works best for me because one, I don't know how to cook. And two, I have no desire for cooking whatsoever. And three, to me, the mindset is all I need during the week is just fuel to perform, to focus, to get work done. It doesn't have to taste like like a Michelin star restaurant, it just needs to taste decent. And this is the strategy of pre-packaged meals, especially getting them delivered to your home. So this is the whole idea of when you can get a company to send you, let's say 10 to 12 meals a week, and you just eat those meals to you know fuel yourself. So I started doing this when I was really focused on my fitness. 
and I needed to track my macros. I needed to track how many carbs I ate, how much protein I needed to eat, you know, how much fat and so on. And uh, I found that the most efficient way of doing that was actually by ordering a meal delivery service plan. So I would work with different companies, some were local in Austin, some were nationwide. And I found that this is actually the easiest way to track my macros. And so I wanted, if I wanted to hit my macro goals, this would be the easiest way instead of like buying stuff through Instacart, which is still convenient, right? Because Instacart will deliver groceries to you. But then you still have to weigh stuff. You have to chop some stuff up. And I was like, man, for being a single entrepreneur that is a professional bachelor over the last couple of years, like this is just not for me. I don't <laughs> want to do this. I just want to be really simple and just tell it to me. Just tell me how much this is and I'll I'll eat it. So having prepackaged meals is great for this, right? So it makes the calorie counting really easy. You save a lot of time from just thinking about what you're going to eat, uh, how much it weighs, how many, how many calories it is, and so on. And if you're really focused on your fitness, you can kind of customize what kind of meals you get as well, right? So it could be like paleo, it could be high protein, low carb, it could be keto where it's like high fat, moderate protein, low carb, and there's all these different companies out there that make these kind of meals. And to me, that just saves so much time. And I wrote a blog post about this, how I spent $5,000 a month to save time and make me happy. And in the blog post, I shared how I was able to save 500 hours a year. You know, since I've been doing this for the last four years now, I've saved over 2,000 hours from just not worrying about you know washing dishes, going to the grocery store, preparing meals, and so on. And the good thing is the food is actually pretty decent. Like, Anytime I have friends coming over and they eat some of my meals, they're always surprised how tasty it is. So don't discount these options. Yeah. And if you're in a, a decent sized city, like you said, there are a lot of these services out there. And not only I'm sure there's there's national services that will will ship them all over the country, but if you're in a decent sized city, there are tons of these services popping up right now at least where I live, and I'm not in a, a huge seat or anything, but there's a lot of local services. So whatever kind of food you're into, what like you said, whatever your health goals are, chances are there's probably quite a few services near you that will deliver to you on a, on a regular basis. Again, this is not, it's not going to be cheaper than buying, you know, fresh vegetables and make it in your, yourself and all that sort of stuff. But again, it's, it's, investing, choosing to trade money for time, basically. Some of my favorite meal delivery services that I've used, there's actually two of them. So one is Freshly. Freshly is a company that I've probably used for two or three years, pretty consistently. And they have lots of options. They've always been on time. Their food tastes really good. I really like their options. So Freshly is the one I would recommend for most people. Since the beginning of 2018, since I've gone pretty much keto, so ketogenic, I switched over to Keto Fridge. Keto Fridge is a company that specializes in keto food. So this would be high fat, moderate protein, very low carb. And so they have like keto ice cream, keto cookies, keto meals. I just love keto. So I switched over to them and I really like their service as well. So those are the two that I would recommend. And uh, especially if you go keto, Keto Fridge is my number one recommendation for just automating this part of your life. 
And like you just mentioned, Brooks, this is definitely not the cheapest option. If anything, it's the most expensive option. So if we're talking about price and cost and money, one meal will cost me roughly 13 or $14, sometimes even more, depending on what kind of protein they add. You know, if it's like a lobster or something, it might run up to $17 sometimes. So it's kind of expensive, right? Because if you go to the grocery store, you can probably make a meal for like 3 to $4, maybe $5 at most, right? So it's almost three times as expensive. However, because I save so much time, to me, it's worth it. Where, like I said, I save over 500 hours a year from not, you know, cleaning my dishes, going to the grocery store, thinking about what I'm going to order and so on. So the key here is also, and this is kind of like an advanced strategy that I use, is my executive assistant will actually pick every single week my meals. So I don't even know what I'm eating every single week. I just have a monthly meeting with her where we go over my meals of the past four weeks. And I'll say to her, hey, Kelly, I really like this, or I didn't like that, or hey, this is a meal that I'm okay with, but maybe eating it you know, once every two months or something. Or I'll say, hey, this is a keto dessert that I really like. Let's make sure I have this every single week. And one of them is the peanut butter cups that I just absolutely adore. One of my favorite dessert pieces that they have there. So I don't even know what I get every single week. And it's a nice Christmas present every time I come downstairs and pick up my package because I honestly have no clue. So that makes it kind of fun. But again, it is pricey. I would not recommend this for everybody. So if you're somebody who loves to spend more money to save time, then this, I think, is one of the best options. All right, another way to automate your life, let's move on to number four, is hiring a house cleaner, whether it's an individual, a service, or something like this. Again, it's, it's kind of like what we were talking about with cooking and the having things delivered. Many people have a kind of a mental block around this, that they have a hard time paying for something that they could theoretically do themselves. But this is one of the highest leverage ways you can automate your life for the benefits that it gives you. We've had a house cleaner ever since my first son was born. That's one of the first things we did (laughs) because we had enough problems sorting out our time without adding a messy house to it. And I think, well, you've said you, you have a house cleaner too, Tan? Yeah, I have one coming every Saturday. So she comes every Saturday at 10.30 a.m. And just let her in. She does her magic. And by the time she's done, my place is pretty much spotless. Everything is good to go. She's done my laundry as well. She steamed my clothes. My supplement rack is full. The plants are watered. Everything is just clean. And I feel really good afterwards, even though I didn't do a darn thing. (laughs) So I'm really happy with that. And, you know, she's cost about $40 an hour. And she can actually be done in about two hours or less. So I spent about $80 a week on that. And honestly, it's one of the best money I spent every single week. Like $80 a week, $320 a month, roughly. Best money I spend every single month. And again, every city and every country will have different prices. So you'll have to kind of negotiate with either a company or a person. I would recommend you work with one specific person if you can. I've hired big companies before. And one, they're really expensive. They can run up to like 100 $150 an hour where you can get like two or three people coming to your home and clean your place. 
So if you have a really big house, that might be worthwhile. But since I have a really small place, that's really not needed for me. But also if you develop a relationship with one person, what happens is that over time, you become more efficient at doing stuff around your home. So this lady that comes here, Anna is her name, she usually started off taking about two and a half, three hours to clean everything. But through efficiencies and sometimes, you know, with less stuff to do sometimes, she can sometimes be done in an hour and a half. So sometimes it would just cost me $60. So because she's been here so many times, she knows where the supplements are. She doesn't have to ask me. We, we also created a SOP and a checklist for her. So she knows when she comes in, she just follows that and everything is good to know. She knows what the definition of success is in terms of what my bathroom should look like, how it should smell, how the toilet should look like, you know, how my supplement rack should be filled and where it should be placed and, and so on. So having one person that comes frequently to your place is, I think, a huge advantage compared to hiring like a company where the staff might rotate every now and then. So if there's something that you can influence when it comes to finding a house cleaner, I would definitely stick to one person if you can. Yeah, we've had our, our same house cleaner. Her name's Jackie for 13 years, I guess, which sounds crazy now that I say it out loud. And this is a, a good way to find a great house cleaner is you like, yeah, you can look on Craigslist or, or whatever, but a great way is just ask, ask around to everybody, you know, who do you use? Do you like the person you use, et cetera, et cetera. And chances are somebody, you know, is going to have somebody great. And that is how we found ours. And from a, a coworker of my wife's, which funny thing is my wife hasn't worked with this person for probably 10 years, but 13 years later, we still have that, <laughs> that same house cleaner from that same recommendation. And this is one thing that you say all the time, Tan, which I think is very true is there are people out there who like doing certain things and cleaning. There are people out there who love cleaning. So why not give them the opportunity to do things they enjoy that you a may not enjoy, uh, which is the case for my wife and I, or B, like we've been saying, your time is better spent elsewhere. Yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are out there who just love cleaning. Like Anna that comes to my place, she just loves cleaning. She can listen to some audiobooks. She can listen to some of her favorite music. She's actually learning Japanese right now. So while she's cleaning, she's listening and learning uh, how she can speak better Japanese and which is kind of cool and funny at the same time. But yeah, you'd be surprised how many people are out there who actively want to, you know, do their job and clean and they just hate dust. Like Anna hates dust. So when she comes over here, she's like, Oh no, I got to like get on top of the fridge and clean this area. And on top of this area, I'm like, I have no clue that dust even existed in this area. So I'm glad that you're taking care of this because I have no clue about that sort of stuff whatsoever. So I actually found her on taskrabbit.com. So taskrabbit is a service that I personally use and we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well for you. And I, I believe if you use that special link, you'll get some discounts as well for your first task if you've never signed up there. So you can use that link to save some money there. But the benefit of taskrabbit is that they will actually insure your home or whatever service that they deliver up to like a certain dollar amount. Like I think it's something crazy, like $100,000 or like a million dollars or something. And they also vet all the people that come on there. So you pretty much know that anybody who's on there has gone through a background check. There's no criminal records and so on. So I like that platform. And then usually what I do is if I've worked with this person enough for at least like six months or a year and I really like them, then I'll usually cut out the middleman and say, hey, what if we you know work together 
I can pay you directly. You know, you don't have to pay this fee. I can save some money as well. It's going to be win-win for everybody, right? So that's what I did with Anna, and I've done that with other people as well. So TaskRabbit is a great platform to kind of start off. And you can find some other amazing people on there as well. I hired a guy who was kind of like a handyman and told him, here's five things I need to get done, like framing this painting, hanging it up. I have like a pull-up bar now here. I have no desire to <laughs> put it together or even try to do the whole Ikea thing myself. I just rather spend my time and energy reading a book or sleeping or uh, doing other fun things. And so I hired somebody on TaskRabbit for like $50. And this person in one hour just fixed all these different things that kind of like annoyed me over the last couple of months. So some of the best money you can spend is literally on TaskRabbit.com. Yeah, TaskRabbit just came to Canada, just came to Vancouver where I live. And I was telling my wife about it and she's like, oh my gosh, so I have a feeling I'm going to be spending a lot of money on TaskRabbit uh, in the near future. All right, let's do our number five way to automate your life. And that is financial automation and credit where credit is due. This, this topic came purely from a conversation I had with Dojo member Dean in Slack. Uh, he and I were, were chatting and this is one thing that he said, which I think is very true, that some of the most important and impactful automation in people's lives is financial because for a lot of reasons, but one of them, for many people, financial well-being can really impact emotional well-being. So these things are, are tied together and as we talked about in our energy series, emotional well-being can impact a lot of things around energy, time, all that sort of thing. And finances have a huge amount of opportunity for automation. So here's one thing that that Dean was telling me that that his family did is, for example, I think this, I guess this is an American thing, I think. It, in the US, when you buy a house, you have to put money in escrow for taxes and insurance and stuff like that. So once they paid off their house, uh, congratulations, by the way, to, to Dean for that they realize that all of a sudden they are on their own for doing these sorts of things. And so what they decided to do is just keep that concept going. And so they started a project where they called escrowing their life. So what they did is they started kind of doing the same sort of thing, setting aside the money that they would have otherwise been forced to set aside for their taxes, insurance, and that sort of thing. And they realized they could apply this concept to almost anything. So you have all these big expenses that you know you're gonna have at some point. You're going to have car insurance. You're going to have dentist visits. You're going to have home repairs and renovations. You're going to have trips. Maybe you take a, a big vacation every year or something like that. You have all these expenses that you, even if you don't know the exact dollar amount, you kind of know you're going to need to spend a certain amount at a certain time every year. So what they did is they set up sub accounts in their bank account and then money's automatically swept away there every month to build up to be able to pay for those expenses that they know they're going to have. So I thought this was a great idea. I, I used to do something like this Similarly, and a few episodes ago, I mentioned YNAB, You Need a Budget, which I know is very popular with people in the Asian efficiency community. And this is a central concept as well. Not so much the sub-account idea, which is kind of enforced saving up, automated savings. But with YNAB, it's kind of the same thing. You figure out how much you'll need for certain things in the future, and then you budget a bit each month to be ready for it. So I thought that was a great concept for automating your finances. Do you do anything like that? I actually do this for Asian efficiency. This sounds very familiar to the book Profit First. 
Mm-hmm. So anybody who's listening right now, if you've never heard of this book, I highly recommend you check it out. It's called Profit First by Mike. Uh, I don't want to pronounce his last name because I'm definitely going to butcher it, but we're going to have it in the show notes as well. But the basic idea here is instead of thinking as profit as an afterthought, you want to think of it as the first thing you want to save up for. So what he basically suggests you do is anytime you make some income, you automatically divert some of the portion to profits, right? So let's say you want to have a 10% profit margin, you automatically divert that money. And then the rest of the money then gets set aside for taxes, for your operating expenses and so on. And so based on the fact that when you take away your profit from your income right away, you now have a quote unquote a budget left that you can only work with. So if you want to spend some extra money, you can't really do that unless you take away from your profits. So that way it will actually force you to think about how you're going to spend your money. And you can automate a lot of that stuff, right? So especially with the ING bank accounts, I know that you can set it up where anytime something comes in, it can automatically transfer a percentage of that into another uh, sub account. So that way you could say, hey, you know, anytime something comes in, I want to set aside maybe 10% of that. So if you've ever uh, read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, which is one of the oldest books on personal finance, I believe I read it when I was like 12 or something. The basic idea there is to set, set aside 10% of everything that you make. And if you do that, you become a quote unquote rich person. So you can automate this, right? And in the book, I will teach you to be rich by Remit Sethi. He talks a lot about how you can automate your finances. So that's a great book to check out as well. So there's a lot of things that you can do there. For me personally, I have a lot of stuff within Asian efficiency kind of like set up like that. And then in my personal life, I think there's a lot of things that I can definitely do to improve. So like maximizing my savings accounts, my Roth IRA. So there's a lot of things that I can still work on. And I'm actually really excited to record this podcast episode with Charles. Charles Noe, who's been our, on our podcast before because he's done a lot of the automation side of things. And I'm actually really curious to learn myself how to automate some of this stuff. Because I think, like you said, Brooks, there's so much that you can do, but there's not a lot of great coverage out there when it comes to financial stuff. Because one, you know, people sometimes have a hard time talking about money and it gets a little bit personal sometimes. But I think there's so much room for automation there, whether you use YNAP, Mint, or something else. Just even using one of those tools is a great step forward to kind of setting up the automation process, right? But within AE, we have a lot of that stuff automated. And now I would love to actually personally do some of that stuff for my personal life as well. Yeah. So some other ways that you can automate your finances, like you said, this pay yourself first concept where you take X percent for savings for your retirement or savings or whatever, right off your your paycheck right away and then putting away and investing. Also automatically paying bills. So a lot of, a lot of bills, uh, this is a big difference I made for pretty much all my bills they're automatically paid. So I don't need to worry about missing it, missing payments and remembering to pay it, put it in my task manager or whatever. It's just automatically paid, but I can still review it before the payment happens to make sure everything's good. Another thing you can do for a lot of things is switch to annual payments. So you just have to do that one payment every year for these things. But of course you need to make it work cash flow wise, like we've just been talking about. So this is a, a way to do it. If you escrow your life, you can make sure you have the cash flow set aside for that. I know with the dojo, a lot of our members have found that really helpful is switching to just one annual payment. They save, they save some money and they don't have to deal with that charge every month. It's just that one time. So those are some other ways that you can automate your finances. But like you said, there's a lot more. Yeah, there's, 
one simple thing that you can do right now, and somebody brought it up here in the chat, which is paying your bills on your credit card every single month and collecting points that way. And that just reminds me, oh yeah, like I already have that set up. Most of my payments are pretty much automatically done. So my rent is paid automatically. All of my bills are paid automatically. So if you don't have that set up yet, I would say that's probably the easiest thing you can do. And also will save you a lot of time and headache because I've definitely been in situations in the past where I was traveling and I totally forgot because I was sipping pina colada on the beach and I totally was not thinking about paying my electricity bill <laughs> at that yeah. point, even though it wasn't my OmniFocus where I had like a recurring task and a specific deadline. But, you know, I was on the beach sipping drinks. So who's going to be thinking about OmniFocus at that point, right? So automating that definitely will save you some time, but also penalty fees as well. I've had my fair share of what I call dumb taxes, stuff that I paid for, which was totally unnecessary like forgetting to pay a bill, paying late, just because I didn't automate some of that stuff. So you're actually going to save money by doing this as well. So automating your bills, credit card payments, anything else that you pay for on a regular basis, definitely automate that. All right. So let's see what action items we have. What what do we want the audience to uh, take from this one and, and put into action? So number one, make sure you get your essentials automatically delivered. We've talked about that extensively. Pick one of the things that you use on a frequent basis and see if you can automate that. Number two, we talked about meal kit delivery services. So if you like to save time when it comes to meal prepping, this is one great way to do that. And there's a couple of companies that we've mentioned that you can use. Number three, if you are like me, you don't even like cooking, then maybe meal delivery services is right for you. So consider that option as well. So either way, saving time on meals and food is one big strategy for you to implement, right? Number four, we talked about house cleaning. So is there somebody that you can hire for maybe once a week or maybe twice a week or once every two weeks, whatever frequency works best for you? It's going to be less expensive than you think it is. So definitely consider that option. And then number five, pay your bills automatically, put them through your credit card, pay off your credit card automatically, automate your finances today because it's going to save you a lot of time and headache. So pick one of these things that we just talked about and give it a try. Try it out for a month, right? You don't have to commit for the rest of your life. Just try it out for one month. Treat it as if it's a fun experiment. If you take on that mindset and it's just for 30 days, you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. And if you liked it, then you can just continue with that. If you didn't like it or it didn't work out, you know what? You didn't lose that much. You tried it. You gave it a spin and you can now move on to the next thing. So I'm pretty sure you probably feel the same way, Brooks. Once you figure this out and you automate it, you, you probably don't want to go back. At Asian Efficiency, we believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your personal life to get things done. You should be able to get everything done in the time you have. That's why we've built a productivity quiz to help you maximize the time you have, increase your energy, and get you more focused. We've helped tens of thousands of people increase their productivity. And within two minutes of taking the productivity quiz, we'll show you exactly what you need to do next to increase your productivity. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Don't let the lack of energy drag you down and stop sacrificing your health and family to get things done. Take the quiz today. You'll be on your way to becoming superhuman productive. 
You can also find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 241. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or star in Overcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Productive Monday.